Hi everyone, welcome back to Drinks at Dana's. This week we are a woman down, Chris is down, and so it is just Jess and I, Jess from The L Word Online, and we're going to be discussing episode 307 of The L Word Generation Q, Little Boxes. Jess, how did you feel about the episode overall? I enjoyed it because I feel like we're finally getting stories. Yeah. Like more than just who's cheating on who and who <laughs> wants who and who, you know, like there was a little bit more than just the like super bare bones, like repetitive relationship stuff mm-hmm. that a lot of the other episodes have been like entirely built around. And and I feel like we got hints of like continuing stories or like, you know, changes in the story to come from for next week also. Yeah, I either really, really liked something in this episode or I really, really disliked it a lot. <laughs> so I was kind of, there was no middle ground this week. And there was, because everybody was kind of in a little bit of a different situation too. Like I feel like having Rosie on the show and then having Jack Tobani with, with Rosie, it was like a chance for Jack to go a little bit deeper, I think, because she's normally around the same sort of two or three people all the time. And that was one of my favorite bits was the the Rosie or the Carrie and um, Finley stuff. But I always like the two of them. So I yeah, mean, I like them together or I don't know, more like what we've been kind of wanting and asking for. We finally got a little bit of that delivered. Yeah, I I actually said in my video this week, I really think this was one of the episodes, bar, of course, like the Bet and Tina stuff, because I'm always squawking about that. But the this week, I really feel as though some stuff that I said over the hiatus, like actually happened here. Like I know you and I have both for a really long time talked about Finley's background stuff that we wanted to see and there was there was some other stuff that I I really thought huh are they are they doing it are they (laughs) it felt more like season one like it felt like as if we'd just been introduced to these characters and this was kind of like how we expected them to behave how we expected the show to go yeah kind of felt like getting back to that a little bit especially having the three of the Gen Q all together, the, the friend group. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know the last time we saw that. Sophie and Danny and Micah, like, all together and joking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, I'm not crazy about those, those three characters, but I did like the, the Sophie falling in the pool bit and, like, Danny going over together and stuff like that I did find that a bit funny but I guess we should we should um start at the beginning and then work our way through yeah and I didn't take notes or anything I was honestly like trying to set this travel equipment up while I was watching it <laughs> Jess is coming to us on the road <laughs> so I don't really remember like the order anything came or whatever so. yeah I I normally especially when it's quite like choppy and changey I try to talk about it in terms of you know Rosie and and I keep saying Rosie Carrie and, and Finley and and all of that stuff together because otherwise I feel like you're constantly just like hopping back hopping back and I am a big proponent of like the like everybody who's listening to this podcast I would say most people have watched the episode and if they haven't they don't want a blow by blow they want to hear about how good or how bad it was. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm cool with that. Yeah, because we're we're performing a, a service, I think, right now for, pe- for people who are only going to watch 9 and 10 and have to stay up to date. So maybe we should start with Carrie and, and Finley since they were like kind of the top of the episode anyway. And we picked up basically like right after Sophie had split up with Finley from, from last week. And Finley tries to contact Shane. Shane says, sorry, I'm on vacation this week. <laughs> I'm not in the episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And in one fell swoop, she loses both Shane and Tess because Shane is quick to tell her, oh, by the way, Tess is with me and she can't talk either. <laughs> so. so, yeah. So good luck. Goes. <laughs> good luck. Uh, very recently sober alcoholic. Uh, That's having a crisis. <laughs> thanks for reaching out. Call someone else. So yeah, Finley turns up at, at Carrie's house, and it was even the same house that we we saw last season when Carrie was drunk. So man, I just realized how small her circle is. I'm like, gosh, at least she had someone else to call. <laughs> if when your friend group is all your ex group. Yeah, <laughs> problems. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So Carrie steps in like the kind person she is. It looks like, but you know, Finley's kind of like staying there and stuff. So that's. I mean, Carrie is a lawyer, so you know, she's she's doing good for herself. Nice house in L.A. And it seems like she really understands Finley more than a lot of other people. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And has the patience for her because we see even when Carrie gets upset with her it's like finley expects her to cut her off and push her away like oh i'm not welcome anymore yeah yeah and she's like shocked when you know carrie still wants her around despite the fact that she's kind of screwed up again yeah so they're gonna go to their bowling night which (laughs) is very lesbian (laughs) representation here yeah it's also a little weird i'm like you have like team shirts but if you actually had a team you would have a consistent like core set of people you (laughs) play with but like it's uh, whoever shows up you're on the team i don't know carrie kind of says that she's like terrible at bowling and she's just there to hang out with what's her name misty misty Misty. yeah yeah, I did like some of the other show, other Britney Spears. I've I've seen. I think that was on Parks and Rec or something. But I like like little things like that. Yeah, Misty seems to be a a great bowler, and yeah, Carrie's just there for the the company. I think, and I've seen a lot of people say this that the the actor who plays Misty looks like a, a Butch Tina. She does, <laughs> which is funny. Actor who plays misty is i I believe that she's friends with marcia but she's she seems like super nice fun person so it does that i like i like the character like they seem not super complicated you know not what we're used to with like drama 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 like it just seems like a nice normal you know these are the type of characters we never got on the original series yeah yeah. That people used to complain about like, oh, there's no like normal down to earth, you know, middle America kind of just yeah. like people with normal jobs and <laughs> like not super yeah. glamorous. And yeah. My other friend, Jess, she always says that the L word is like this fantasy 
world where everyone's a lesbian and everyone is an 11 <laughs> so it's like <laughs> yeah that is pretty accurate because literally everyone they come into contact with is like some gorgeous lesbian <laughs> so and then I mean, throughout the episode, we kind of go through this. Something might happen with Carrie and Misty. Misty shoots it down. And then Finley kind of Finley's and, and oversteps, tries to tries to set them up. But we see, you know, her and Carrie argue like we've talked about. And then in the in the end, like Misty, even though Carrie's not her type, Misty shows up at her door and that part was a little confusing to me because she seemed honest earlier when she was like not her type and so like at the end is she like oh you're not my type like physically but we're good friends and we get along so i'm gonna like take a chance and go for it anyway or because when she came to the door it was sort of like almost as if she just said that to save face or something she was uncomfortable and she didn't really mean that and the opposite is true that like oh she's really liked carrie this whole time but was couldn't act on it or something yeah i i did think that too because i don't know i'm i'm one of those people that like i mean you could line up all my ex-girlfriends and they all like look exactly the same or like even personality they're all insane shout out to all my ex-girlfriends <laughs> but do you know what i mean like i've i've had those people before that i always think like oh you would be perfect for me because you're not crazy but that you you it's one of those things that you can't just like flip a switch and just be like and it's not like a physical or like it's that whole thing and yeah i mean maybe she was just saying it to save save face i don't know because like at the very end of that scene they share a kiss like misty initiates a kiss and they're both like oh yep that'll work for me like okay yeah yeah so I'm, i'm not really sure what to think about it but i'm just happy that at least it's working out so far yeah i'm not a hundred percent on this but when first when i was on set when i was on set one of one of the first things i asked was is how many episodes Rosie's in, how many episodes Vanessa Estelle Williams is in, blah, 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 other people, and trying to, because at this stage there was still, you know, we were trying to figure out what was going on. People on set told me Carrie was in two episodes, but they did say, I can't remember off the top of my head if that's true, and like they couldn't remember. So I've always assumed she was in two, but in the trailer for thanksgiving there's you know like we see the the turkey and stuff and you can see the type of wine glasses and there is like a one second shot in the coming up on this season trailer where they're in the sitting in the same positions and the same wine glasses so it's from this episode but it looks like and i, and I mean it's literally a tiny square of like an outline of someone and it looked like it was Carrie cheersing with like Danny, Sophie, Finley, all of them but it could just be someone else that we haven't met yet because we know there's lots of you know even like Finley's mom's coming to this thing so I'm not I'm not 100% but if this is the last we see of them then I I mean like that's a good place to leave it in and I'm sure that if there's a season four the Rosie and and Misty would or Carrie and Misty would come back because I've been talking about this probably for about two weeks now but previously sources were telling me there probably wouldn't be a season four and if there was they would be moving to Vancouver 
But as of the past two weeks, people from set, people from Showtime have been telling me that they think that they're going to get another season. Nothing's for sure, obviously, but that is the word on the L word street at the moment. (laughs) Maybe it's not the last we've seen of them. I mean, to be honest, I enjoyed it. And I keep, I kind of like take stock at the end of an episode and be like, did I miss bet? Not really. Like, I didn't really think about her while the episode was going. I did. I did. I did. So, I mean, there were still things I didn't like, but I don't feel like, oh, they have to be filled with Bet or else the show doesn't work at all. I didn't feel that. I mean, like, I always obviously miss Bet, Tina, and Gigi. Like, they're my three favorites. But it was more Gigi this episode that I was like, I think that whenever I see Danny with someone else, I just feel like it's not as good as Danny and Gigi. So that's when I start thinking about it. But it was a very Danny heavy episode, wasn't it? Yeah, I I feel like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of Danny and, and Sophie content in this episode. I, I don't I don't know why, but something about it just worked for me a little bit better than it has in the past with all of them. Yeah, I was more with with them and like the whole Fletcher thing. I felt eh, like kind of in the middle about Danny and Sophie, but that's how I kind of feel about them anyway, because they don't like blow me away and I don't think their their characters are super interesting or anything like that. I absolutely despised the Angie and Professor and the Micah and Maribel stuff. I just, I feel like they gave Micah and Maribel, or especially Micah, like some awful lines. Like I, I like that both, the, I like all the actors on the show. Like I never will say a bad thing about any of the actors. And I, that bit where he's saying like, Michael, Micah, like. It was cheesy. It was awful. <laughs> I hated that bit. <laughs> yeah it just was it just was weird like that whole the guy and then the wife and but i did i did think the the falling in the pool thing was funny yeah but in the end it's like you spend the entire episode weaving this storyline of micah and maribel meeting this michael guy and like oh he could be our sperm sperm donor and in the end all you're using it for is a joke it's a comedic bit so that sophie can fall in the pool like literally that's the only reason those two characters were there it wasn't to like further micah and maribel's storyline at all it was really like sophie and danny and how messed up sophie was in this episode yeah i used there's a bit right i think it's her last line of the episode maribel says something like i can't watch this (laughs) i'm gonna be using that (laughs) i used it in my review but there yeah yeah there's just (laughs) me doing that the one other line that i loved that i'm gonna use is danny when she's like nothing to see here why are we all looking (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was really funny and it was good delivery and stuff because i feel like jack tobani is is probably like my favorite actress out of the the newbies and sure i think yeah i think that the carry stuff was 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 stronger this episode but and it's hard to i think to to act intoxicated if you are in those situations too so yeah. actually i did feel for micah a little bit though because he's like oh, i met this guy and he's perfect and maribel's like oh is he like you know really like a genius or th- like this or that successful and he's like no he's like me and she's like oh that's nice <laughs> like super like 
like, oh, tell us how you really feel. It's like yeah, yeah. patting him on the head, like, oh, like you, great. <laughs> like, geez, do you want to have a kid with him or not? I don't get their story or relationship or anything because I feel like they give them nothing. Like, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Like, you either need to give them something to, like, some storyline, something that we can grasp at, or you you just need to not, like, be going in this deep. There, there can't be this, like, weird, wishy-washy middle ground, because all you're doing is just creating kind of annoyance with people, because you, you're not creating any, like, Micah Maribel stands, because you don't give them enough to do, or enough storyline, and then when they are on screen, because it's like little bits and dribs and drabs, and like the whole storyline of this episode was basically culminating in a joke, then people get frustrated with that because they see it as, oh, they're like taking time from the other stories for stuff that ultimately goes nowhere. Yeah. It was one of the few episodes where uh, Maribel wasn't being like super horrible to someone. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. Was, but I did find it, I did think it was a lot like uh, how you pointed out at the end where she was like, oh, I can't watch this. But she, the rest of the time when they were observing Sophie, she was like proud of her. I'm like, you criticize her all the time when she's acting yeah. normally. And now when she's acting out and being wild and stuff and like, getting sloppy you're like oh that's my sister look how great she is I'm like, really <laughs> is maribel must it must be the older sibling you think i think so but I, like i almost she's a like lawyer it two different ways but i always but it felt like she was the older sister though yeah yeah i feel because i maybe i'm thinking of in see remember there was a scene in season one where they were like going down the pavement and i think that was maybe like one of the first times that we saw maribel but she's like a she was an immigration attorney like when we met her so sophie's in like you know late 20s i think so I, I feel like she has to be the oldest sibling yeah i think so i guess just like sibling relationships are 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 different and stuff like yeah but yeah so sophie's little arc i guess in this episode started out kind of normal like she just did her breakup with finley and her ayahuasca trip of like i'm gonna be the real me and so she starts by saying what she's gonna like you know get her hair done and stuff and it's like she looked hello she looked great she looked great yeah and that's like those are little things that like people do after a breakup like oh get a haircut or get a new style or do that you know do something new for themselves get your nipples pierced apparently um but but it was kind of like it started to tip a little bit from like positive self-improvement to like i'm gonna run wild with like no con without thinking of any consequences yeah yeah like i'm gonna get drunk because drunk is fun like I'm going to kiss people. I'm going to do that. You know, it's, or maybe she didn't start getting drunk until after she was rejected. No, I think she was drinking when she was, when she, yeah. Kissed Ray. Yeah. 
already. Yeah, I think so. Because... Yeah, she mentioned something about that. Yeah, it it did give me... When Danny's, like, putting her in the car, as someone who does not drink, I... Because the other thing is that, like, my memory is always crystal clear in HD. (laughs) And the amount of people that, like... If, actually, even when I was was younger, I was always the person that was, like, not... Because I could always hold my alcohol really well. And so it was always me putting people in cars, finding people, finding lost items and everything and this gave me so many so many flashbacks and I thought I thought they they did that that scene well and we did oh the also we saw we saw the famous photo booth in this episode for anyone who doesn't know uh Kelsey told this story actually when she came on my channel uh for a live so you could go go watch it she's Kelsey, who used to work for Showtime, she revealed like lots of little cool little tidbits. Um, the photo booth that Sophie uses in this, they've actually had that on set all season. And that is where a lot of the, well, actually the only promotional pictures we got this season came from. It's just the cast, like, and lots of the crew took pictures as well across the season. So yeah, famous little photo booth mended all the way into the episode what did you think about fletcher are you like a big fan or no i had to google who she was when i heard she was in the show (laughs) this podcast coming from coming to you from two women over the age of 35 (laughs) (laughs) i've just got in there under the under the over the 35 now sadly the old as a woman of a certain age i do not know who uh, the kids are listening to these days. So, listen, I knew who she was because of the L word. Because, uh, well, I uh, she's when I knew who she was. She is like really, really big and really popular. And I, I really the music I've heard. I, I haven't heard everything. I, I really like, and she seems like a cool person too. But last or the first season, when Tina is on the doorstep at the end of the episode and leaving, there was that song it's only like 30 seconds and that was the day I started my channel and the amount of everybody who is this who is this what song is this what song is this and I loved it I thought it was great couldn't find it anywhere eventually someone told me the name but that it hadn't been released yet so what I did was I just cut the bit from the episode and it was only 30 seconds I don't even think it was 30 seconds and at the star, I'd cut it where Bet and Tina are like, I miss you, or I love you, or something like that. And I would listen to it like on my on my iPod or my iPhone. And um it just I I really love that song. It's really, really great. And I listen to it all the time now. It makes me think of Bet and Tina. <laughs> but that's for how I first found out about Fletcher. And then I think it was Fletcher that kind of got Kaylani in because Fletcher had said something on social media, I think, because she's really, like, great at social media marketing and stuff like that. Really good. And I think she said something about she's going to be on the L or something somehow. And then that's when Kehlani was, like, saying, oh, can can I come? Yeah, and usually I think it's really awkward when, like, actual famous people are guests on a show but I thought she did really well I mean I actually yeah. would have preferred to see more of her than Kaylani. she like she, the character was engaging and you know just yeah. she playing herself I guess 
I personally, I didn't feel like it was awkward or like. Yeah, no, no, she she fit right in. I wouldn't mind seeing seeing more. And it gave me a little bit like OG L word where it's like, you know, the music person is there playing themselves. Yeah. Well, and then she had the whole thing with uh, Dre of like, oh, you should come on tour and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, ooh, I like the chemistry between those two. Let's forget about Dre and Danny or Dre and Sophie. <laughs> what about Dre and Fletcher? I'm like, is she the new Gigi? Is she going to date everyone? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, well, I guess we should talk, talk about Dre and danny really i think i mean i like dre and danny i thought it was interesting like when uh sophie kisses dre and dre's like oh like no i wanted <laughs> 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 that we did that i'm past that like i've moved on um i mean i assumed she was thinking of danny like as that's who she would rather be with yeah, I wasn't a hundred percent, but then afterwards I was like, oh, okay, it must be it must be Danny. I, I'm kinda glad that Danny and Sophie got over the little, you know, oh, neither of us can be with her because yeah. it would be weird. And 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 Danny and Sophie's interaction there seemed like the most friendly that I can recall. And and it no longer felt awkward to me where before it was like, Oh, you're pushing your ex to like go sleep with someone else. It feels weird. And maybe it was because they had all hung out as friends earlier in the episode. It it didn't feel as awkward to me this time. And I was like, okay, yeah, Danny and Dre, let's go with that. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Danny and Dre. I just I, I wasn't feel anything. at the end. I, I went, after they do the, the sexy pool time and they're both like <laughs> oh hey like we don't want an actual relationship let's do something like messy and ill-advised because and then I was kind of like oh I don't know I'm not so sure I wasn't so sure about that when yeah. they're negotiating like oh what kind of relationship like how about a not serious one <laughs> like, okay i i'm not like a big fan of dre i guess i just don't know they're all like gaga for them and like you know and i i'm just like okay (laughs) yeah i feel like that's a person that will just leave everyone hanging or i mean it sounds like hey she might be going on tour so uh yeah sorry i keep saying she um might be going on tour so you know don't really have time for a serious relationship if your career is going to start taking off. Yeah, maybe that's a little out they've created for themselves. <laughs> Speaking of having an out for themselves, <laughs> probably the worst part of the of the episode. This is what I heard everyone talking about online was everyone's pissed at Angie and teacher. Oh yeah, everybody hates this storyline. Hates. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know what like literally if you probably wrote down hmm, what is the worst storyline that lesbians would like because having the character of like your two like the biggest lesbian couple history wise there is that people have literally watched for 20 years having that kid who previously Bet thought that bloody Geordie was going to be trouble. Yeah. Stage left, <laughs> Professor Creeper. 
I, yeah, I don't like this whole thing at all. I think it's creepy. And it's even weirder because he, he, well, they're like acting like, oh, this is just, like there's no university in the world where, well, maybe in the world, but there's no university that would be okay with a student. It just doesn't happen. Even students who are like the same, it's that power dynamic thing. And I'm not saying it doesn't go on because I've told you I dated my professor and my best friend was dating their professor at the same time. But she's 18 as well, which is even creepier. It's not like she's even 21. The biggest problem I have with it is is I don't feel like they're showing that it's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like they're trying to portray that it's, you know totally normal and just another relationship but all the viewers are being like "Ooh, creepy but it it feels weirder because it's not like i'm watching you know a like after school special like lifetime movie where like they make it super obvious like uh this guy's a creep and this girl's in over her head so it feels like weirder like am i the crazy one for being uncomfortable with this yeah and i keep thinking that too because i'm like well now they're surely because when they keep having the i'm like oh well he's gonna say like you know that I'm I shouldn't be doing this or you know that that I'm gonna get in trouble or I'm gonna get fired they never say shit like they even even the bit where the guy says uh the professor says oh you know I just panicked it was like oh I panicked because I was nervous and I wasn't thinking it wasn't I said that lie about you just being my student because I would get in trouble or I would get fired or it is bad that I'm doing this. I don't know. I I even like her roommate as well. I think that speaking to people who are that age now, my my brother's 21, but also like I have Elward friends that are in their I sound like an old woman saying this, are in like their early 20s. The younger people now are a lot more clued up on all this shit than like would have I feel as though in in my 20s like as I said, like I dated someone like that, my friend did, people would have thought, oh, that's that's like cool or something. But now people are like, they would say to you, that's inappropriate, or that they, they're way more knowledgeable about just things like this and and knowing power dynamics and, and everything like that. Whereas I feel as though there's some older people who wouldn't even, like they wouldn't even know that term or something like that but I don't get how the roommate as well is like not saying anything to her or not, are you not worried or it's it's odd. And I feel like they're gonna have Bet and Tina roll in here and be, well, I mean, you know, come on, it's Bet. Like Bet's gonna, well, she has been at the silent retreat for 10 minutes, so maybe she won't blow a gasket. But I've heard that it's Tina that, that goes wild about this and I feel like they're gonna portray them as like oh you're so you know my my moms like my older moms that are coming in here and like not letting me date my professor yeah (laughs) whereas I feel like in the past it would be like a mama bear bed situation and then Tina would be like now bet calm down she's an adult (laughs) and we can make her own decisions like we've raised her well blah 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 but I yeah uh, I I I don't like that the roommate is like pushing her to have sex. It yeah, seems like she would do it with 
anyone that she was with, but it's like, why are you so invested in your roommate losing her virginity to someone? And like, here, take 25 condoms because (laughs) can't ever be too prepared. I'm like, yeah i feel like those the the that's like a young a young thing too like nobody cares about about that anymore but i'm with the with the what you said about oh tina saying like oh bet we've raised her well i feel like that's like the audience that's like we've raised her better than this like she is our lesbian niece our the lesbian's niece or whatever you want to call it we've we've literally had this character since they before they were born so we're conceived so the audience is is like quite attached i think and also jordan hall's a really good actor so it seems like such a waste too well i know next week that shane and angie have like quite a lot of scenes together because shane goes to we saw in the trailer too that shane goes to school that's what i want i want to see like angie and shane and angie and alice i i don't want to see just like random professor virginity discussion yeah and i mean i guess you could look at it like oh she's you know taking control of her own sexuality and stuff. But another thing that lent it to, to be like, they're trying to show that this is not creepy is that Angie was the one who like initiated everything. He wasn't like, he didn't come across as a predator because he wasn't the one pushing her to have sex. She was like, Oh, you're nervous about your job. Let me distract you with sex. I mean, not his job, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was way, but that was like major red flags from the start. Like, (laughs) Oh, I'm all up in my craft and I don't have time to listen to you. Like, yeah. Get a good life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, nobody, I haven't seen anyone defending that story. I haven't seen anyone saying they liked it. Everybody absolutely despises it. So I don't know where they're going with that. Because, you know, we've only got three episodes left and I'm telling you, if there's any creepy professor stuff in episodes nine and ten i will riot i will riot got a long list of things i'm gonna be rioting for in episodes nine and ten i'm gonna be going to la in like two weeks so watch out i'm coming (laughs) with my list of complaints (laughs) we've talked about pretty much everybody else except alice and Alice and Tom and the cat. And just off the bat, I want to say I fucking loved all the Alice, Alice and Tom, the Al- Tasha mentioned, the cat. A star, 10 out of 10. Yay! Loved it. Well Yay! done. Well Usually done. I'm alone in my, you know, Alice and Tom appreciation or Tom, just say just Tom appreciation on the show, but. Yeah, I did think this was this was coming. I I did think he was only going to be in this episode because it is a good progression though because previously there wouldn't have been shit. They never would have mentioned the name Tom again. So having him come back and establish I'm dating someone else, blah blah blah. We and oh, this was the other thing that I was like, they they're doing it. They're doing it. They are doing it because I would always bitch about the the Finley backstory thing and we just want a line. We just want to know what and that's exactly what I got. So I don't think that that's going to be the end of 
Tasha, Alice, OG mentions and stuff. So keep your ears and eyes peeled. But yeah, we yeah. finally, yeah, finally got around to Tasha after, you know, Alice, after <laughs> Alice invites Tom over to be like, oh, I got, you know, a message from beyond and <laughs> you're the one who got away. And Tom's like, uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm dating someone else and she's having my baby. <laughs> Alice is like, oh shit. I love the way, I love the way that she actually like, a normal, well, no normal, but somebody else might have been like, oh, I was just thinking about you, you know. Alice, like, told him exactly what went down. <laughs> she was in a musical. <laughs> She's all day now. <laughs> but I love it because I love Tom and her together so much. Like, it didn't dissipate with this, even if they're not together romantically. Yeah. Their banter is just so good. They're both just genuinely like comedic people. Yeah. And he's like a normal dude that can like joke with her in a way no one else does on the show. And I love it. Yeah. I loved all their scenes in this episode and the cat was just added, added bonus. It was so cute. Yeah. And so they're able to have a conversation about Dana because her message was like, oh, it's someone who sort of knows me, but forgetting like, oh, but Tom also sort of knows literally everyone you've dated because yeah. he wrote the book on it. So <laughs> so he's able to like lead her back around to Tasha. It's like, thank you. Thank you, Tom, for bringing up Tasha. I do think the Tasha explanation was weird though, because I she just- ghosted? <laughs> Tasha wouldn't ghost someone. No. I'm like, as soon as she said that, I'm like, is she dead? Like, was she, was she serving in the military at the time when she ghosted? Like, was she here or overseas? Like, that was weird. Yeah, that that was weird. And also, because if, the way she said, like, oh, it was, it was when I started uh, getting famous for hosting the podcast. I mean, Jess, you and I know what that life is like, that, that podcast fame. <laughs> there's 100 people <laughs> but she she already she had a podcast in like season three like what are you talking about <laughs> she was on kcrw or whatever that thing was called yeah so. that was dumb but that could also be like one person's interpretation of events where yeah tasha's interpretation could be like you literally had no time for me anymore. And all you thought about was like getting ahead and like the sort of like vapid gossipy stuff that she was really into at the time that like Tasha, I think could not care less about. That's yeah. And and really didn't want to promote, you know? Oh yeah. Cause remember at the end of season, season five or season, it was season five when she went to that, like gay party where they all had to sign NDAs and she was a Daryl Brewer and she took the picture yeah they should bring oh my god they should bring that back around and be like Alice has built her career on like outing people and because remember she got that job on like The View and that's it's all like so meta because at the time that that episode those episodes came out and they had, they called it the look on the show, but it was modeled after the view. And they were having Alice come on as like the token lesbian, because at the time, the token lesbian on the view was Rosie O'Donnell. 
<laughs> this has been lesbian history <laughs> with Ash and Jess. <laughs> See, this is why I could be uh, useful because no one, no one knows that OG shit <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird. You'd think that like a lot more people would be outed today just because of social media and everyone has their phones everywhere and everything's documented and everything's shared. But I remember like at the time, uh, Perez Hilton had his blog and like out people and everyone like, like hated him for doing that. And it's like, yeah, you get a ton of attention, but everyone knows like you don't fucking out people. Like you just don't out people. Yeah. that And he's still hated to this day. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like people still, you know, connect the dots. We're all like taking pictures from everywhere and being like, oh, this person was with this person and they must be together. But you even see people like shut that down on like message boards and stuff like that. Like, oh, don't say things about people that they haven't said themselves and yada, yada. Even right now, I could sit here and give you a list, but like, I would never, ever do. I would never say anything like so and so, but and that's goes into like I I won't really talk people ask me stuff all the time about people even about people's marriages and kids especially the kids I'll never talk about anybody's kids and I think if especially this cast for for both shows are very private people and like I just take the lead from them like you know Leisha never even used to say Kim's name I knew that she was dating Kim Dickens for years and people would ask me and I just said I don't talk about their private life and she would say my girlfriend so that's what I would say but now she says Kim so I feel okay saying Kim but I'd never like go into any and and you know so maybe maybe it's like the attention and the the money like now you can monetize that stuff with like clicks and views and things but Maybe maybe I'm not seeing it, but I would think that there would even be like, I don't know, some gross YouTube channel or something that's that's dedicated to bloody, you know, outing people or stuff. But that is a fair point that you made that I think most people are on the same page of you just don't out people. You don't. You know what I would love? I know this isn't going to happen because Alice is not even in the next flipping episode but it's like this sort of tasha bomb has just been dropped on her well maybe not because she was distracted with the kitten but (laughs) (laughs) i feel like tom's like hey it's not me like what about tasha and i would feel like alice some iteration of alice would now obsessively have to find out like where's tasha now what's her deal like let's go track her down it'd be this like cross-country caper of like oh let's go see where she is like she used to be at this address and it'd be something funny and you know a whole escapade trying to track her down but i think we just she got really sidetracked with you know mr piddles too or whatever and her life's gonna be all about the cat if you want to see alice's cat setup go to my channel and i have a couple of behind the scenes videos where i was in alice's bedroom and bathroom and she has like her litter tray and stuff (laughs) in the bathroom that's where i keep mine but i will say to that jess there is a certain event transpiring soon so you never never know might who might turn up to to this event might alice go stag and wind up with a plus one anyway 
oh, anything is possible in the L word. But yeah, when they rescue the cat finally from the vent oh. system, and Alice is like cuddling the cat and talking to it, I'm, I'm such a cat person, so I'm just like, you have to kiss the baby, kiss the baby, yeah. <laughs> don't leave the baby hanging, you have to kiss the cat. <laughs> she finally like kisses the cat on the head, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love Be that a cat person. <laughs> welcome oh yeah i love the little cat so cute and i i did guess that i don't know now are we guessing or are we are we giving them future ideas (laughs) because i was like you need to call the cat mr piddles too (laughs) right so yeah i'm excited to see what alice does with the cat maybe there'll be like little outfits for the cat or because i feel like alice alice is the sword that will go overboard with the cat and see, we got a lot of Alice screen time too. And so, I mean, maybe this is the answer. Like, you gotta cut out some of the characters every week. I, honestly, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. And this actually, this is a good question for you, Jess, because you don't. You're not like super obsessive about like Twitter and all those things. Um, I've seen a lot of people saying that they think that the show is getting rid of the OGs and is trying to to just basically be Gen Q. I have that kind of in two minds about this because I think if you're gonna lose Bet and Tina and stuff, I think it's a great time for Alice and Shane to step up and to shine and to have more time with them and be able to go deeper with them. But I don't think I would watch if it was if there was no OGs. If it was just Gen Q, I I would maybe watch it casually, but I certainly wouldn't be this involved. But maybe that's exactly what they want. They want to get rid of OG fans. Other Jess says to get you should get rid of the OG so you can cut all the OG fans loose. But I do think that they should have done this from the beginning because it's stupid to do it now because you just created two factions because you have the OG fans like us who watch the show like the show overall, you know, and then there's people who don't watch it, will never watch it because they, they, you know, only like the OG. And then you have other people who are just Gen Q fans. They've never seen the OG. They have no intention of watching it. And all three of those people kind of fight together because the Gen Q people are like, oh, I I don't want all this time dedicated to the OGs. And then the OGs are like, well, we want more time with Alice. And it just creates this kind of back and forth where nobody's happy because it creates like, you know, half and half. Yeah, I don't know that any series would willingly be like, hey, we have this entire captive audience uh let's get rid of all of them i mean yeah. i i don't think they would do that i mean because they they have no way to know of the numbers who's there yeah. for who and it would just it just doesn't make good business sense to be like let's <laughs> let's let's get rid of all the you know <laughs> current viewers we have and start over with you know, it's other shows try to do that. They come back, you know, after a yeah. long hiatus and try to make it completely new or, and it's, I don't know. I don't think it will work. Um, it's hard to know if I would mind it or not. I feel like Finley would have to super step up with the comedic stuff to mm-hmm. like replace Alice. 
um, because she is the primary, you know, character that delivers the laughs in every episode. Yeah. And Finley's storyline has been so serious. I just don't see it. I mean, but again, it's like, maybe if you have someone famous like Rosie O'Donnell, like if you had more of those people who are like new to the L word, but yeah. famous enough to like carry it, you know, maybe. I feel as though, you know, that this is the situation that we're going to be in. It is going to be Kate and Leisha because I know that they they are leaving everything wishy-washy, but those decisions have already been made. Like there is no, this is going to be Bettina's like, swan song and i think you'll see more, like more of kate and more, more of leisha for season four if if there is one which it sounds like there's gonna be but i don't know maybe maybe that allows them to introduce maybe rose rollins comes in for season four maybe someone else comes in for season four i do think now they'll be seeing the numbers drop and although i cannot physically myself see showtime streaming numbers based on every piece of evidence that i have which is access to a lot of numbers and things through my social media and other people's there seems to have been a decisive decisive drop in even just interactions on social media and i don't know how big that drop is like to me it seems as though everything's down about like 30 to 40 percent which is a lot since Gigi left or Bettina and Gigi left and it really makes me think that they're like you said gonna try and hold on to everything that they have but I think it's insane that they have not promoted the fact that like Bettina are coming back in episodes 9 and 10 because the no, only- no, you wouldn't know. No. You, they're just gone. They haven't. They haven't mentioned their names in an episode. They haven't talked about it. No one except fucking me has said they're coming back for nine and ten. No, like literally nowhere, nothing. And if you're, uh, I've said this on my channel, but like people who are listening to this, people who are watching my videos, people who who interact with Showtime online, that's like the top like twenty percent of fans. Those are people that are really invested, and those numbers are down. But also, the casual viewer who, like, watches this on a Sunday, they're not, like, looking up when Jennifer Beals is coming back to the show. They've turned on the last few episodes and probably gone, oh, she's gone. So, I just don't get it. Why? Like, you should have had a trailer ready to go that would be, like, the return of Bettina, Bettina, blah, blah, blah. It's just, and then ignoring the fact about Gigi, too, is just even more insanity. Well, yeah, and losing Bettina is definitely going to hurt the L word. Like, it's definitely going to hurt the numbers if it comes back for a season four. I mean, it will. But they can capitalize on the audience they do have now, like you said, by really pushing their return in the last couple episodes of the season and, you know, making people want to tune in for the next season. And I think it could work, like you said, if they keep Kate and Leisha, uh, if they keep Alice and Shane, and then they, you could bring back other OGs for like, Mm -hmm. if you brought back Tasha for an entire season or you brought back Helena for an entire season, it would give people a reason to tune in who were fans of the original show even yeah. if they were like primarily there for Bettina there are other characters that people liked 
And yeah, you know, I know they've said they wouldn't bring back Carmen, but if you bring back <laughs> Carmen for an entire season, desperate times calls for desperate measures. People are going to tune in to see Sarah Shahi. So yeah, I mean that honestly, that's how you deal with with Bet and Tina leaving is you bring in other OG characters, which it's just crazy not to like it's literally crazy like you're literally gen q cast cannot carry the entire thing not with the stories they've been given no yeah those most of the people had a really good experience on the l word and would come back in a heartbeat so it's even more insane not to do it if you need you know people that know the og like the back of their hand you know i'll always be here to help (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah, but speaking of um, Gen Q stories <laughs> and something else we've been asking for since season one, Finley. We finally yeah, get a little so glimpse of uh, Finley's mom calls at the end of the episode and Finley ignores the telephone call. And then if you watch the uh, scenes for next week, you see Finley's mom show up and... We've yeah. been asking for more of Finley's story and her family since they were introduced. And it's a, obviously a major part of what makes Finley who she is and her issues have to do with her family. So yeah, give us that story. Yeah, do you know what's what's funny is that I, I said this, I think it was on my trailer breakdown. So last last season, they Showtime said to me, oh, will you do this uh, partnership with us for National Coming Out Day. And I, of course, said yes. And they're like, okay, on National Coming Out Day, like, we want you to tell your coming out story. And it's going to go in a group of videos with four videos, including yours. And the other three videos were going to be Micah, Gigi, and Finley. And it was going to be the characters telling, like, their coming out story. And so this was this was all filmed like they asked me to do this at the beginning of season two it was all filmed it's all ready all packaged ready to go i did mine and then on national coming out day they released mine but they just released this like compilation video that had like clips from the season that we'd all seen a million times and nothing like unique nothing about finley Gigi, or micah and they just decided not to release them so i'm like did they do that because they were like, oh, we don't want to put that out there as like concrete storyline of something that happened? Or like, is it the same stuff that's in that video that's going to be included in this storyline? Or, you know, it's, it it was a really odd, odd thing, but I'm, I'm super interested to see. And Mary McCormick is playing her, her mom. So I don't know, maybe something's happened to her dad or something because she seemed to still be speaking to her dad. That's in in season one. Remember, she calls the house and he's like, oh, your sister's shower or wedding or something. Your sister's getting married. And she didn't even know. So it seemed like it's the mom that, that she doesn't speak with. Yeah. I really like Mary McCormick, by the way. <laughs> But it looks like Sophie's family's there too in the trailer. Oh. I guess we're ignoring Daddy's dad still. <laughs> I guess. Jeez. For something that was such a giant storyline. I know. And such a big presence, like in 
Danny as a character. Period. Hmm. Over two seasons in the show. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much everything. Thoughts? Thoughts overall out of ten? Oh gosh, I don't know. I feel like I almost need to watch this again since I was kind of distracted <laughs> while I was watching it. But um, I mean, yeah, overall I, I enjoyed it. There wasn't much I wanted to fast forward through except the Angie stuff is all cringy. Yeah. And just yeah. the there's something about just the age of those characters and like I watch teen shows maybe it's that these are like they're actually written like for their age that I'm like I can't even like look at you. like I, I can't even watch you it's so like cringy I'm re-watching Yellow Jackets at the moment and there's a scene where it's like the two younger characters like hooking up and I was like fast forwarding through because I was like I don't I don't think i should be watching this <laughs> like it just i don't i don't know what it is i mean I, I like i'm gonna cover yellow jackets i covered yellow jackets last year but just the this and i know that they're like over 18 or whatever but they just seem so young that i'm like I just hearing them talk about sex and stuff it's like i, hey, I don't want to hear this conversation making me uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> oh, i don't know maybe there's some you know there's college age students uh, watching the show, and yeah. I guess I'd like to know how they feel about those characters, whether they feel any connection to them at all, or whether it's just like they feel younger than college. They feel like I don't know. Next week, yeah, we're gonna get Thanksgiving randomly and some Finley backstory, and then at the end of the episode, we're gonna get the trailer for episode nine. So we're gonna see and i can't believe there's only three episodes left in only two weeks well just over two weeks till i go to la for the watch party Woo-woo. so yeah that was the episode and we'd love if you could follow us on instagram i'll put jess and eyes down below as well as the drinks at dana's one and if you want to check out jess and chris's website it's the elward online the link is in the show notes too we also would be super appreciative if you could leave us a comment or leave us a review if you listen on apple or spotify or any other podcasting services and we'll be back next week of course to discuss episode 308 quality family time we hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week take care bye, bye.